And we're back on a rare Monday, as yeah. if you haven't paid attention the past couple hockey podcasts we've done, they've come out on Fridays. This one, we're actually going to have back-to-back days, because yep. if you remember, Tuesdays is when we do our round, podca- round table podcast with Brian, and Jeff is dressed accordingly in this, wearing his Oscar Strong shirt. Yes, um, sir. I'm wearing my Philly shirt, so. Hey, it's still Philly. We'll same. take it. Yeah. We'll take it. Not, this wasn't, you know, I wasn't thinking of this beforehand. I just kind of put it on. And like <laughs> many of the podcasts beforehand, we just kind of yeah. thought about it today because of a certain person's tweets from earlier. But to bring everyone up to speed, if nobody doesn't already know, because it's been out for pretty much a week now, uh, even our last roundtable podcast, we were talking about how that day Batman was doing his press conference, which was to say there's going to be the 2014 playoffs. Um, which obviously is the biggest thing, but I think both of us are kind of a little yeah. more intrigued by it now. The more we're seeing it, um, we'll break more of and break more of that down. But I think where I'm going to start is actually some of the teams that didn't make it. Some of the cutoffs. Yes, I think that's a great um, start. Also, this too, because there's only one team you could argue that can kind of get a little, a little annoyed by the playoff. The how it got situated, and that's Buffalo because they just missed out. Yeah, but Mitch made a good point at this too. Um, they had less points than games played. They played sixty-seven or uh, sixty-nine games, only sixty-eight points. Yikes! Don't think it can really be considered. And if that's the case, you're also below five hundred. Yes. So. But again, not that I think also, not that I think the Ranger or not that I think the Canadians or Blackhawks or them should be in it either. But no, rightfully not so. At all. I understand why Buffalo fans could have some anger, but you also probably shouldn't. They, yeah, the, in the playoffs or playing game because technically yeah. aren't really playoffs or the that's true. Get into the playoffs. Um, the other thing is, but it also is makes, that, like I get the hard part that the league had to go with it because. Hmm. Ottawa, Detroit, and the teams in California, Anaheim, LA, and San Jose really had nothing to play for. No, not at all. So all they were going to be risking in New Jersey, too, um, where it just be injuries. So there's really no point. Obviously, it could still be a potential spoiler, but you weren't really playing for anything. Not real reason to yeah. know, have them also play in the league. So I get why they're they had some trouble there and the teams that were kind of around that bubble in the playoffs, they kind of got into not exactly into the playoffs yet, but mm-hmm. in the playoffs. The only thing I will say about those seven teams that did not make it again, just to kind of reiterate, it is the Buffalo Sabres, New Jersey Devils, Anaheim Ducks, Los Angeles Kings, San Jose Sharks, Ottawa Senators, and the Detroit Red Wings are not in that 2014 playoff as expected. Um, so here is what is at stake for them, however. Each team of each of the seven teams will participate in the NHL draft lottery, which is actually holding its first phase on June 26th. So there is something at stake here for those seven teams. So this, this whole system makes me feel a little bit better because it gives a team like Detroit a very fair chance of still getting that number one overall pick despite having, you know, that awful, awful record. And it makes me feel better by the end of the day because, you know, 
they were talking about, oh, they're going to have a, a tournament to see who gets the first overall pick. No, that's not. No, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Um. So I'm glad that they're doing it this way. They're still having a draft lottery, and plus, hey, <clears throat> it will give NBC Sports some uh, some viewers. You know, because you know, even now there's less teams to participate in the draft lottery. I know I'll still be watching. I absolutely love um, watching the NHL draft lottery just to see which teams stay put, which teams drop down, but more importantly, which teams jump up it's different so, this year though because if it's one of the eight teams that win isn't it also then another lottery that takes place later after everything's well, done? and that's why it's so confusing i gotta i gotta um also this two yeah. those teams that aren't in it can make trades with one another too and there's all sorts of rules i don't know the official rules yet on any of it i think However, everything's still getting settled we're still in what phase one maybe phase two definitely phase one if i if i had to say anything yeah um the other thing is that i I will soon by soon i mean probably a couple weeks as more states or whatever opening up more ability to have facilities new jersey obviously where the flyers kind of have their practice facility and everything yeah they have that ability Um, they've dealt with all the those players from around the world and Europe yep. are able to come back, are able to come in and everything. So that's so been figured all, out. It's just a matter of right. when would be the right time for them to come Not in. Not only that, but so he, here's a little bit more behind the scenes for the NHL draft lottery odds. So, uh, oh gosh, I feel bad because I can't pronounce this guy's name for the life of me. Just Dom. That, that's his first name. But this guy named Dom. Um, he came up with the draft lottery odds for 2020 for the NHL. Uh, for the first overall pick is Detroit with 18.5% best odds. Next up is Ottawa, 13. And technically, Ottawa really has the best odds best because odds. not only do they have their pick for 13.5%, they have San Jose's first round pick at 11.5%. So really, they yeah. could yeah. get the so all we know is they're going to get two out of the first seven picks. Mm-hmm. And for all we know, that could be picks number one and two. Could you imagine a team like the Ottawa Center's desperate need of a franchise player? And what do you know? Not only could they get Alexis Lafreniere, the guy who's, first, uh, who's projected to go first overall, and possibly even Quentin Byfield, who's projected to go second overall, in my opinion. That will be in that order. And – I would not be surprised at all if you see one, if not both, those players going to Ottawa. Um, but overall, I will say I still have Detroit with the first overall pick landing Lafreniere. So that, that's my little prediction there. Um, the next odds at first overall for certain teams, L.A. 9.5, uh, Anaheim 8.5, New Jersey 7.5, and Buffalo that 17 at 6.5% chance of getting that first overall pick. Um, th- there's all sorts of uh, draft lottery odds there. It's, it's unreal um, for just the depth for each team. And it goes from the, the uh, from Detroit all the way down to Pittsburgh, who's at the 15th spot or something crazy right. like that. So, But yeah, all that's supposed to be situated, which is why if one of those pots, Plus eight teams out of the team eight teams that didn't make it, um, then that's they're gonna have to re not really redo it, but I forget how they phrased it. But 
kind right. of it's kind of unfair for the other teams because they don't know where they're going to be yet. So right. So so again, we'll I think we're so like de- for we're Montreal's definitely... sake, let's say Montreal want, like makes it to the conference the finals and they win the lottery. That's not really fair. Well, no, because like. I again like something that is mention is I, I forget how they worded this and I'll uh, forgive me for not getting this exactly right but if basically if any team that's in the 2014 playoff format gets a top pick they are re- redoing it the yeah. whole the whole draft lottery mm-hmm. um so then they'll repick but could you imagine though if that happens like on live tv some way somehow I, I mean obviously it's not going to happen but they'll make sure it doesn't happen but just a strange feeling tells me that it could happen and we could see it where mm-hmm. one of those 24 teams that make the uh, makes the playoffs slash for the play on games and everything they'll get a top pick and then there will be a re- redo in the draft lottery so we'll see what happens but yeah it's dude this whole thing is nuts still I'm 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 still trying to figure mm-hmm. out what is happening with this. So it's um, the league and yeah, everything is all getting figured out. What would you, what and, would you? I think the league and uh, player association still need to work some stuff out too before they yeah. are able to move on to the next phases. Obviously, medical and finding mm-hmm. the right hub cities and everything. Too. Yes. So it's, I guess it's going to be out. it's going to get narrowed down to two hub cities and where these teams are going to play. Mm-hmm. Is that is that right? I think so. Okay. Um, um. So okay. So according to NHL.com here, actually, um, and, and you know we might as well go over some of the the ruling the rules and everything for the the playoff. Or I don't know if you want to cover anything else before you jump into the playoff format. No, no, yeah. we can do that. What you were gonna say first, and then we can jump into the format. Sounds easy. good. Um. All right, let's see here. No, sorry, you said that format first. What I said, you could do that first, and then we could talk about the format after. Gotcha. Yeah, sorry, I'm not with it today, as you can see. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So, where is it? So here's like the, the rules and everything, or the, the the return to play plan, I should say. So again, as we know, 2014 will restart play, compete for the Stanley Cup. Uh, the cup will get handed out this year. Just like Batman was plan planning all along, in the round robin, the top four teams in each conference play for the first round seeding. Uh, the qualifying round, remaining eight teams play a best of five series to advance to the first round. Uh, the first and second round, the format and series length are to be determined yet, and uh, the conference finals and Stanley Cup final will be a best of seven series. So. Looking at how the current format is looking, um, I have, excuse me, um, how about this? Uh, You can bring up the East and I'll just cover the West. All right. All right. You can start with the East there, Mike. So believe it or not, obviously in 2014, you're going to have a bunch of surprises here, but we're going to start from bottom to top here. Mm -hmm. Montreal, just kind of squeezing in because it was based on point percentages. I With believe, 71 for, points. Yeah. 71. 71. Points, yeah. yeah. We'll it's get a joke. into that too. But um, 
at 500 at 500 points or whatever they are part of the teams that are going to be battling yeah. the uh playing games so they'll be number 12 i believe yep they are they're number 12 um followed by the rangers uh at 11 florida columbus uh toronto New York Islanders, Carolina Hurricanes, and Pittsburgh Penguins. All four, all those teams will be battling in the playing games. I'll get into the matchups in a second, yep. which means the four teams that are guaranteed a playoff spot are the Philadelphia Flyers, Washington Capitals, Tampa Bay Lightning, and the Boston Bruins. Who will, while they're the playing games are going on, they will have a round robin game to determine seating for Flyers fans and Arsig as being Flyers fans and following mostly following the Flyers. They really have nowhere but to kind of either stay where they are or go up. Um, so, yeah. So honestly, they're in great. They're they're in great shape. I uh, love where Philly yeah. is. We'll get to, um, we'll get more yeah. into that first, but let me just talk about how the seedings kind of work. So yes. Pittsburgh at at number five will then be playing Montreal at twelve, Carolina, and then the uh, New York Rangers. The Islanders will be facing the Florida Panthers. And lastly, the Tampa Bay Maple Leafs at eight will be facing the Toronto Columbus. Maple Leafs. What did I say? You said Tampa Bay Maple Leafs. Uh, so I thought I said Toronto. Toronto yeah. Maple Leafs will be facing uh, the number nine Columbus Blue Jackets. So that's <laughs> how go. the East looks. Um, we can break into that more, but first, Jeffrey, go with the West. All right. So going just like from 12 all the way down to five, just like Mike did, you have the Chicago Blackhawks ranked 12, uh, 11, the Arizona Coyotes, 10, the Minnesota Wild, 9th, uh, the Winnipeg Jets, 8th, Calgary Flames, 7th, Vancouver Canucks, 6th, National Predators, and 5th, the Edmonton Oilers. Mm-hmm. So how that will look out is uh, starting at 12 is the Blackhawks versus the Oilers. That could be a very interesting matchup there. I, I'm actually – Excited to see that. I am too, um, but I think um, McDavid and Drysdale, especially Drysdale this season, oh yeah. I think they could oh take yeah. almost. I, I get Chicago still got some of the town run of that won the cup, but I don't think they're going to be able to handle both no. Drysdale and McDavid. So, yes. I, uh, number 11 is the Arizona Coyotes against the Nashville Predators. Uh, you have the Minnesota. So Taylor Hall will actually get some, not really playoffs, but some playoff action. Yeah, which is interesting. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota against Vancouver, and last but not least, Winnipeg against Calgary. Mm-hmm. So here's how this will then work. Uh, and Mike can start first. Um, in you can't the, first the four teams. Well, I'm sorry, oh, no, no. I meant like, uh, well, I still got to say the four teams myself, but I meant. Um, who those, you know, once the seeding goes in place, and let me go to the seeding myself. So fourth in the West is Dallas. Third is Vegas. Second is Colorado. And first is St. Louis. So now uh, in the first round, it's time to basically break down for each seed who they'll be playing the winner of which team. I think that's not being determined. I don't even know if that is. Well, so it does say on the format. Um, I have it here. Well, actually, it's it's on both east and west. So it makes sense. So um, the number three seed, sorry, sorry, number four seed. Oh, I got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll play the winner of uh, five versus twelve. 
number the third seed will play the winner of six versus 11. Number two seed will play seven versus 10, the winner of seven versus 10. And the first seed will play the winner of eight versus nine. So if I had to guess, the Flyers are playing the Penguins. That's just that my would be, initial guess. That would be a good guess. Um, so in your mind, then, Philly would be the fourth seed and the Penguins would be the Canadians. Mm-hmm. Hence the Flyers having a playoff matchup with the Penguins. The only thing I could see, this is how it, mm-hmm. I could see it being flipped because I'm looking at the four teams. I could see it being flipped just because of Tampa Bay's talent. Yeah. Potentially see them taking above Boston uh, for number one. But right. I think the two that I think is almost a definite is Philadelphia at four and Washington at three. Okay. So Washington would be playing whoever wins Carolina and the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Initial predictions for me, this is way too far <laughs> in advance, but I'd probably say Carolina, so it'd be Washington, Carolina. A rematch of last year's first round. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, um, I'm actually going to go for but, a unique uh, matchup here. I'm going to so say the Alex Flyers. Should, I, think yeah. it, I think this is what, how it's going to go. This is just my initial bit mm-hmm. prediction kind of thing of where I think these are going to be. Um, I think it'll be Tampa Bay taking the number one seed. They'll face yeah. Toronto. Um, then I think Boston will be facing Florida. I think that's going to potentially be – I could see that being the one upset in the East. Mm. Um, Pittsburgh taking on – will take down uh, Montreal. And like I said, Montreal over the Rangers. So that Carolina. Mean, yeah, Carolina would take over the Rangers. They're both red teams. It's fine. Um, um, yeah. But, yeah, so, so – Washington be playing Carolina, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Florida, uh, Boston, and then Tampa Bay, Toronto. That's my so initial, I initial thinking. Yep, I definitely agree with your play in round predictions. Mm-hmm. However, the one change I'm making for who is playing who in the first round, I'm playing. I'm having Carolina play Philadelphia in that first round. Okay. So I'm saying Philly will get that number three seed. Okay. So you think what Washington be four? Yes, it, they have to be four. Um. Yeah, and then they would play Pitt. It's possible. Um, Anything's possible. So yeah. We'll see what happens. Again, again, it could easily so, be out of this whole confusion. Boston and Toronto playing for the millionth time. We'll see. But again, so right now we are just in phase one. Again, um, once playoffs start, once all these things start, it's up in the air. Just as Tampa Bay last year. So yes, I think the next biggest thing for it to really make it a phase two is finding the two hub cities to play yeah. in. Um, um, do I've, break I've down seen, what you think for the West. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, That's a great idea. Um, So I'm going the number four seed is Dallas, Mm -hmm. and they will play Edmonton. Number three seed is St. Louis. They will face off against the 
Arizona Coyotes. Oh, no, you think they could take down? Oh, yeah, I could see it's John Hines. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny, that's all. John Hines um, no coaches in the Predators, so. Yeah, I almost forgot about that. Yeah. No. Um, number two seed is Colorado against Vancouver. Vancouver has just been doing phenomenal this year. They're they're a solid pick for me there. If they can rebuild it, we'll get into that later. Yes, actually. and then Vegas will play Calgary in uh, uh, as the number one seed in the first round. Nah, <laughs> that's where I'm different. I'm gonna say it's gonna be Winnipeg. Winnipeg, okay. uh, that's fair. Absolutely. I trust um, Hellebuck more. Even though goaltenders are going to be rusty, especially. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say Winnipeg would probably take that. Okay. And he said Edmonton over Chicago, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, Chicago. yeah. 100%. The only one that could see a toss-up possibly going the distance. Vancouver and Minnesota. Yeah. Just because Vancouver's still young. Yes. Um, and Minnesota has Dubnik, and even though he's not always been the most consistent, he's still a pretty good goaltender. So, so I will in say Arizona, this, I don't think you can throw out of it either, just because they now have Phil Castle and Taylor Hall there in the playoffs. So, yeah. but then on so the I, flip side of I, that, I, Nashville, yeah. you've got Duchesne, Johansson, who Grandland. Mitch and I were talking about this earlier today, too, before we got on. Because um, we've been talking hockey more lately, just because mm-hmm. there's a little more to talk about about hockey of course. with this 2014 playoff. Um, yeah. Johansson has really kind of fallen off since they made it to the f- cup finals. Like, I know he got hurt that playoffs, but since then, I haven't really heard much from him. I think you're right, honestly. Because now he's kind of a number yeah. two center. Yeah. Um, Not that I really think Duchesne's really much of a better improvement at first line center, but I'd probably, if I'm well, Nashville, I'm starting him first line over. Yeah, no, Johansson, he, he is. Uh, I think that's a big reason why Nashville's kind of struggled a bit. Okay, so so what Nashville won the cup, cup Tuka, finals in uh, what, 2016, Tuka, 17, I mean, right? Yeah. So that year, Johansson had 61 points. The next year, he had 54. Then he, okay. last year, he had 64. This year, in 68 games played, he only had 36. Yeah. So, <sighs> yes and no. Like, I, I definitely. Nashville think- has some good pieces there, so. Yeah, um, they had stronger pieces are on defense. There's a reason why I thought they are going to be higher than they were. Because if you remember way back, it feels like years, but to the beginning of the season, which is only, what, six months ago? Something like that. I thought higher of of Nashville just because they got Duchenne. I know you did. Actually thought, because that made a lot better, the only thing that was – I, I had them me think, very low in the uh, in their division. You did. You were right on that one for the most part. Um, for the most part. Yeah. Since they were not near the bottom, but I think they were right around where you said they were going to be. Um, I want to take a look at that, actually. 
but they were fourth in the metro uh, in the central before the play ended. Okay. Um. Yeah, because I def I think I had the no. They're, they're fifth in the central. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was looking at point percentage. Yeah, they were. Fourth. Okay, so they are literally either right exactly where I had them. If not, I I said I said if not fifth, it was sixth. No, that can't yeah, somewhere be right. Like that. The only thing I that can't... was just the one thing that they're going to struggle with, and we're obviously going to yeah. get into this more, is that and there's a lot of these teams too. Is I don't know who's starting for Nashville. Uh, Pecorine, yes. I guess, but he hasn't played that well this year. Um, what uh, I mean, is pretty much. Yeah, I was gonna say honestly, I I, I can't hurt to go Soros. See what the kids yeah. got. Um, because and the other big thing to note here, Mike, is because I keep because you know it's it's the, although it's the play-in round, you know, because people would think it's like the wild card round for yeah, Pecorine, MLB, where where it's Pecorine a one and. Terribly this yeah. year, but if yeah, Mike. Is... What? Sorry. Okay, <laughs> because uh, again, um, there's the term that's being thrown around as the playing round for for the NHL for this year for the playoffs, and mm-hmm. you know you would kind of uh, correlate that to the the wild card round for MLB, where it's just a one one game, one go home kind of thing. That's not the case with this. This is the oh. best of five series. Mm-hmm. So you could really see some interesting things from each and every team. So you could really see maybe um, – You could see you a know, couple upsets, sure. You, not only a couple upsets, but you could see a lot of teams get burnt out by the time that they, you know, get to round one, which is hard to believe. I think – I think the time off. I think it's more shaking off the rust more than a burnout. That that I agree with. Um, but you could also argue, though, so, so you can make arguments for and against the teams in the play around. So you could certainly make an argument for them and, and you know supporting them and you know agreeing that okay, not only whatever teams make it to yeah, the I've first heard, round, they I've heard can the argument even that they might have a better edge, better edge just because they no for sure have already about, played games, they, but. And the flip Not side only that, that, they play more. They play more games, though. You know, because the know if the details have been even said about the round robin, uh, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? But that's I, guess, I think we can just kind of segue a bit here. Still talking about these playoffs, but the one thing that is is that we've been this month. It'll be three months since play ended. Yeah, that's a long time to be. Not skating. I know there's some players, Flyers six. I know mm-hmm. Provorov has been able to get some skating time. Drew, Drew has Drew been has. Nice Robert Haig is in Sweden. Sweden never had any kind of shutdown or anything, so he's really yeah. Wow. I think many of the Swedish players have been able to skate because they never had any kind of shutdown or anything. So then, honestly. Whoever has the most Swedish players might have the <laughs> advantage here. I think it's more of whoever can shake off the rust the quickest. Because yeah. right now it's going to be because I said when you're off air and when we were talking when Mitch and I were talking is that mm. it's kind of like the start of the year again, start of a season. It really is. When at the start of the season, goaltenders tend to struggle. Defense takes a little time to get going. The chemistry starts to you know. Be a little shaky, shaky. but the thing that happens is it's kind of 
big on the offensive front, especially to start out. Yeah. So you can see, especially in these first couple games, and especially in the playoff series, play, uh, playing games, maybe even the round robin too, they could be some high scoring games. It also depends on how long, because this hasn't even really been said either, how long training camp would be, how long that would be to get these players back in shape. Obviously, mm. we talked about this many times, especially on the Rob Table podcast too, that even though they are athletes and they probably have some type of ability to stay into some kind of workout, gym kind of thing, stay in shape, there's a difference between that and then lacing up the skates again and being actually on the rink. Right. And not not just any rink. It has to be Case a full-size rink. Dallas, who is solidly in a playoff spot, they struggled majorly at the beginning of the year, remember? Same oh, as Vegas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Vegas, it looks like the same thing with Tampa Bay. They all look like completely different teams. You thought, how in the world are they going to make the playoffs? And you really wondered that question for a second. Because they look that bad. The Flyers, too, but that's just because they're yeah. a new system, new coach, yes. everything, yeah. the players. So people were just getting quaded. It took, a, let's say, a month and a half. I, I, I'd say a month, month and a half, yeah. When they're actually playing good hockey, I'd say probably not until January. November. I'd say I just excluding everything that kind of happened. November, yeah. they played well, but they had a bunch of setbacks because of personal things with Lemblom and anything, everything in that kind of. But well, then again, again, well, no, because November, that, that was their Either best way, month. Either way, that's still, they were playing better. They actually were right. playing good as a team. You realize this wasn't going to be a team that's just going to fall once they lose a game or two. That's when you realized it because right. early on, if you remember correct, if you don't remember, I'm sure Pittsburgh fans remember that first Flyers-Penguins game in early or late October. Yeah. That was ugly. That's what happens early first month of the season. You have ugly games. There could be a couple of ugly games here. And not only that, but like the first two games of each series could, mm-hmm. or a couple series really, could be ugly. Like seven, which is three, why six, I kind of agree. Kind of scores. Which is why I kind of agree with this. But Mitch's point was that he thinks more offensively, my teams would probably do better here, and I kind of agree with him just because. So then, essentially, teams like I'd I say look, Toronto could do could benefit Toronto. with that because they're um, so good offensively. Probably Boston because um, of their power play. Um, easily sure. Colorado because you have Kale McCarr, Nathan McKinnon, I'd put Mika Winnip- Ranton, and I'd put Winnipeg Lansko. in there. I still put Winnipeg in there. They're still above yeah. average offense. Yeah. Um, uh, again, McDavid, Dreisaitl. Yeah. Even Chicago in a way too because the thing that they lack is kind of defense and the thing that they're pretty above average on is yeah. the offensive front. The one so, team I think, and Mitch even said this too, I guess some of the teams that might have a harder time shaking out the rest of the teams with that are older. Yeah. He was thinking more like the Sharks, kind of Patrick Marlowe, Jumbo. Yeah. Kind of thing. Well, they're but, not even playing, so. I know uh, Marlowe was. But yeah, I know. Uh, um, but so, no. And uh, Dallas. Off, yeah. Uh, Perry and Pavelski. Yeah. But also speaking about, though, Chara the too. offense. And that's a good one there. Speaking about the offense here, the top 10 teams – for goals for that, that scored the most goals, uh, and you know, goals for per game. Um, 
it's Pittsburgh at 10, 3.20, Boston 3.24, Vancouver 3.25, Philadelphia coming in 7, 3.29. Wow. I, thought, I didn't think their offense was that high. Florida 3.30 mm-hmm. coming in 6. The Rangers of all teams, 3.33 goals per game. Panarin, Zibanejad, the five-goal game performance he had that one time against Washington. Colorado, a team I'm looking out for, 3.37. Toronto, 3.39, 3.42 for Washington. And Tampa Bay, 3.47. Yeah. Um, but again, the teams – those are going to be tough. Uh, <laughs> and then also, so although some of those teams score a lot, teams like Florida, Toronto – and New York, they're all in the top ten for giving up at least three three goals a game in yeah. average. So, and that's the flip what, side of that, a team like yeah. Columbus, they're very much defensive oriented and John Torello's system. But if they score early enough, yeah, they have the ability to annoy pe- they have the ability to annoy people and kind of play their system where they can actually take yeah. advantage. Yeah, but However, also look at. Look at yeah. We kind of talked about this earlier today, and I guess we can stay on this. Is kind of what teams do you think could be yes. the dark horse teams? Mine is a team that have been pretty much praising all season with the Flyers. I think Flyers could be if you want to put them in there as a dark horse, just because no one really probably thought they'd be a four, but I think people would still sure. probably see them as an underdog. I could see, yeah, um, underdog and Florida. Florida, one hundred percent. Look at some of the pieces. I know the defense isn't quite there yet, but mm-hmm. if you have a kind of a well-rested Bob, but if Bob can play well, you have Quinville, playoff experience, obviously in Chicago, and some of the young, great offensive talent they have. They have, they have the. They, they could do some damage if if people aren't careful. So whoever that number two seed is in the East. Mm-hmm. They could be facing it. It could be actually that could Florida be Florida team. Even though you could probably write that series off as not being that great because it's the Islanders and Florida, it's Barry Trotz versus Quinville. Yeah, two great Trotz. Coaches. Yeah, Trotz has done phenomenally with the Islanders. Again, yeah. another team like Columbus where they're pretty much defensive kind of oriented. Yeah, but also this is also a rematch of these two teams from the twenty. 20- 16, I want to say it was Stanley Cup playoffs uh, in the first round. And uh, John Tavares, of course, yes. scored the game tying goal in the dying uh, minute that, of game six. That was six. last year, right? It was, I believe. It was game six of the first round. Um, I, and then later in double overtime, it was Tavares again who scored, mm-hmm. this time sealing the deal and uh, giving the Islanders a first round victory. So that was uh, that was a great series to watch, and I think this one could easily have what it takes to go five. I could, yeah. Um, you have the experience so, of coaching. You have mm-hmm. on both Barlamov, sides. who I'm still a little shaky on, but it can easily go Grice yeah. too because they've been yeah. able to kind of both play. Uh, well. NN versus Bobrovsky. Yeah, it depends what um, Bobrovsky shows up because Bobrovsky has the ability to be at times one of the best and. Times kind of the worst. I will say this to defend Bob. So um, I want to say it was 
Keith Yandel, who I listened to uh, his his appearance on Spent and Chicklets podcast uh, quite some time ago on the on a podcast episode, and he talked about Bobrovsky and saying, you know, like he doesn't think that Bob basically deserves as much flack as he's getting, kind of thing, because you know, like the games where he turned he played phenomenal. The team for Florida could not like couldn't score at all. They got like maybe one or two goals, and that was it. Maybe none. The, the game where they would get a bunch of goals, sometimes Bob would just have an off night or something like that. So, but that also kind of shows you what kind of uh, uh, a team player Yandel is there, and uh, you know how how important yeah. you know he values Bobrovsky and and, and the team and everything. But um, so so I will say that. Uh, Borowski, but um, I, de- I definitely think he gives them a fighting chance. But I still a have better Florida. chance, better chance than they did a couple years ago in that playoff series. Because yes, I guess they did have Luongo then, but still it was an older Luongo. Right, exactly. So I, I, I will give Florida the edge in this one. And honestly, I, I think we would see a Florida Boston series, and Florida could give Boston a little bit of trouble. I still see Boston winning mm-hmm. if if that series were to happen. It's if, I just. Think they they're going to get some trouble, though. Mm-hmm. That's if Florida can find someone to be able to potentially shut down that top line of Boston. Noel Chari. Yeah. So you could do that. Yeah. Um, uh, Brett Conley as well. Yeah, I think he's still there in Florida. So. Uh, but I think more recently. Uh, oh. I, I only remember this because I think. Charlie might have tweeted out when the Flyers were playing the uh, the Panthers a while ago, but I forget who it was. I think it was, they had Barkoff as that kind of player to be like a Sean Couturier kind of shut down. People. Yes, Barkov, 100%. He is so underrated. He is the captain of that team. We, and mentioned, we mentioned this many times, Jeff. I know, but I, I can't. Underrated, I player, can't, underrated, underappreciated players I Florida can't has. tell everyone enough how underrated and underappreciated this guy is, mm-hmm. along with Jonathan Huberdeau. Yeah. The, I'm, I'm telling you, though, Florida, they – you know, they also, might be the by the end of the joke and everything a lot, but they, they got a they got a good team and people I think are gonna underestimate them. Also you have even though Boyle was hurt, you would probably have a rested, hopefully he can get a skinny like kinda going, Brian Boyle. Yeah, Boyle uh, a lot of playoff experience always helps. Mm-hmm. So that is good there. Yeah, we'll see. Um, one quick note about Boston actually here. <laughs> I brought this up to you before the podcast started. Don Cherry, of all people, tweeted this out. He tweeted out Boston was number one in the NHL's regular season, and it doesn't seem fair that they should go into a quote-unquote playoff with three other teams to see who is number one seed. Boston could end up four. Boston is getting stiff. What do you think is... Do you, so before I basically rip him a new one here, do you think he has a fair? I'm trying to you know be fair. Do you think he has a fair point saying Boston has the best record, they should get the number one seed, or is just because of again these unusual uh, and very bizarre circumstances we're in make it fair for everyone? 
I think no matter what, some fan base, some team, even Buffalo fans are probably a little annoyed just because they just missed out, even though they didn't, didn't right. deserve to be on this. But there's going to be fans who are going to be pissed. Like, yes. yeah, we're just talking about Florida, but if Florida makes it to the conference final or even the cup finals, not that I see that happening, but if they were to, there's going to be some people annoyed just because they weren't supposed to really be in the playoffs if it was any other year. Right. Now, John, Don Cherry, to me, is, seems like kind of like a troll kind of person. Oh, yeah. His whole thing is kind of to rile people up, to annoy people. That's kind of been his shtick forever. Years, yeah. And not to say Boston couldn't fall to four, but there's also a chance Boston could be number one. And realistically, even if they aren't number one, that doesn't mean that's that's a bad thing. They could either go up against Toronto. If they're number one, it's Toronto-Columbus. Yeah. Not that either Both one are teams really that they easily, took out last year. Not that e- either one are easy, but either one you could have realistically been playing in a first round. Yeah. Was, yeah like, literally, look at what last year. They, they played both opponents last year. Toronto in the first round, Columbus in the second round. Mm-hmm. Also, um, if you do truly believe that your team is better than the team you're facing that shouldn't be in the playoffs, then you should be able to beat them. Exactly. And if they show up, that's great. If they don't, mm-hmm. then you just need to sit down, shut your mouth, and carry on and say, or, or, or if anything, say, okay, well, mm-hmm. this is, again, this is why it's not just a. And even if you're not number one, yeah. is it really that bad that you then become a number two seed? Mm-hmm. I think there's that- less pressure. There's, There's less pressure because on you. you're playing the Islanders or Panthers. Again, we just praise the Panthers, but still the Panthers, they're still a little way before I'm considering them an actual like threat. Right. I, I think there, there's definitely some missing pieces, but in, in Florida, but one thing that really helps is a head coach, which they've got, mm-hmm. and a goaltender, which they've got. So, you know, they're they're still getting there, but they, they need something younger guys to really step mm-hmm. up even more. Not so for their top prospects to get going. But, also, um, yeah. Out of all the goaltenders, just to kind of defend Boston a bit here, there's a lot of goaltenders who are pl- who are going to be in these playoffs right now that I don't have the most faith on. But if yeah. I had one goalie, I had to kind of believe was I think be consistent throughout it would be Tuca. Yeah, and, and if, it's not, him, at times if it's not can, him, you're also a lot. Sure. They they won the oh, um, I, I was Williams just... Jennings Trophy for the least amount of goals this year for uh, for goalies, yeah. and it's between. I mean, no matter Milwaukee what, be, no matter what's going to be Tuca, but I'm just saying he is. No, for sure, but but again, like what you again, you never know what happens during these games. Someone could get down, or someone could look rusty. You know, th- but still throwing Halak, you got a reliable backup with plenty of playoff experience. So. I do like Boston's chances, especially with the goaltending that they have to make it the second round, to make it the conference finals. Right. But I know Boston fans tend to give Tuga a harder time just because of 2010. Yes. But and 2013. If last playoffs weren't uh, much on you, mm-hmm. Tuga kind of stood on his head for a good point, portion of oh, some yeah. of those playoffs last oh, year, yeah. too. So. Here's a good per- portion of why they made it that far. Even Flurry, like Flurry's another goal. He's been good since he's he's been great since he's gone to Vegas. Vegas. But he's been phenomenal. I can't, I can't throw away 2012. I can't trust him. 
like we'll see I, what happens. It's a long period of time before we uh, work before we actually get playing get to playing a game, and from when you're last playing. So yeah, if there was one goalie, like I said just before I end my spiel and let you talk about your ripping Don uh, Sherry apart. Um, Tuka, I think, is the most consistent of all kind of goaltenders here, and I think he'll probably be the first to probably shake off any rusts and mm-hmm. all that. So I now turn it over the floor to yes. my partner, Jeffrey. Yeah. So, okay, I again, I get it. I think, you know, you, you have a right to be a little bit upset that if you are the best team, you get the number one seed fair. However, again, it's these unprecedented times that this is the only reason we're doing this. Do you really, do you really want us to do the 2014 team? Absolutely not. It's absurd. I despise this ridiculous playoff format to a pulp. But if it works, it works just to get this year over with, just so we can somehow get 82 games in the year next year, which I honestly have no faith in. I don't think we're getting 82 games in next year because that was screwed up this year, guy. So, but regardless, going back to Cherry's comment about how Boston is getting screwed out of number one seed, again, like Mike said, if you are really a number one seed, and a number one team. If you've you, truly bl- deserved that president's trophy, and if you want to prove this uh, thing of a curse with a president's trophy, wrong, yes, then you should be able to do it. Just win. You got to win. But again, and, and that's my other thing is the president's trophy curse, it's going to happen this year to Boston. They are not winning the cup. The, their odds are good. I will give them that. They could even return to the Stanley Cup final. I will certainly give them that. I'm telling you, the President's Church first is a real thing. It's happening again this year. Uh, but for Boston, though, regardless, going back to Don Cherry's comments and everything, this is why we play the game. Just you, Boston, for, for their sake, they have to play for that number one seed. We'll see what happens. If they get number one, great. If not, honestly, who cares? No one – and here's the biggest part about this. No one has home ice advantage. There's not going to be not gonna a single this, fan. They're not going to have the same playoff experience. They can, exactly. So they that's can why I don't care what the fan noises, are. but it's still not going to be the same. It's not going to nearly be the same. Like, and literally, loud places like Winnipeg, Vegas, Boston, even Philly are not going to be the same this year for the playoffs. Rangers. Teams are the Rangers. Nashville. The, Nashville. The absolutely. The atmosphere is not nearly going to be the same. So again, who cares if you're not if you're number one seed or not? There's no home ice advantage for anybody. Mm-hmm. That's also why it's it's it, 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 I almost enjoy it. Is no one has home ice advantage? So it's like even if you're on the road, who cares? It's yeah. that's fine. The only thing that gives you the tiny the, 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 it's not even time but advantage it's there, i can't even think of one single advantage you have at being the uh the the seed that has a home playoff series you know before all this happened i was going to say oh of course like if you're a team like philadelphia look at our fans look at look at you know what the energy brings you know players like kevin hayes said it before carter hart has said it before and everything and um 
you know, it would be phenomenal. But now take that all away. What do you got? You know, you just got your team against other team. That's it. Mm-hmm. So again, the number one seed versus number two versus three versus four, whatever seed you get, who cares? There's no homeless advantage. There's no benefit to being the the, the only thing I will say about giving you you know a better seating, you could face obviously the worst teams. But again, once it's the playoffs, once you're in, anything can happen. Look at Tampa Bay versus Columbus. Look I have a controversial at, take. Oh boy, but finish your thing first. Yeah, but look at you know New York Islanders and Pittsburgh last year. Penguins got swept. And they were a better team last year than the Islanders were. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, yeah. Uh, just you know, all uh, every single division leader last year lost in round one. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter where you get seeded. You no, play the game. If you really are the number one seed, you got to play like the number one seed. Mike. I think this is going to be Boston's last year to compete for the cup. Not saying they aren't going to make. The, not that it. I think. Not that I think they aren't going to make the playoffs in the next few years. But I think this is going to be their last kind of legitimate chance for a while, just because they are the main core yes. of the team is older. They're entering the mid thirties, early to mid thirties. That's around the time where you start having breakdowns. You will aren't the same. Yes, you have players like uh, Zidane Char, but even Zidane Char is already 43. You don't have much years left of him. I Granted, you do have some good young talent. Probably McAvoy, Pashanak, all these guys, but Krejci, Bergeron. So, they're I'm both looking 34. At their, I'm looking at their Brad cap. Brad Marchand's right 32. Now. That's another thing, yep. too. Is their cap is pretty short. It's pretty uh, yeah. tight. Um, Very tight. And as great as that first line is, at some point, Brad Marshall and Patrice Bergeron, as they enter their mid to late 30s, there's going to be some fall off. Yeah. And that's why I think there's going to be, I think this is going to be their last kind of legitimate chance to be be there. Before. Again, and that's that's totally fair. To and that's, that's, I, I think it's going to be like the Flyers. Yeah. Of the past. They could make the playoffs, but I don't think they could go that far. Right. Because, um, again, looking at Boston's age, though, you brought up some key players who are and I say getting that just very old, hockey-wise. I, I think a few years, Florida will overtake them. Not saying that, but I think they'd be right. a team that slide in to steal one of those. And, and, and that's certainly possible. Because, uh, again, Florida is still extremely young. Boston, they're just getting older. Because mm-hmm. So – the crazy thing is their average age for they, they just got under their average too, age overall is twenty seven mm-hmm. offense and defense goaltending wise thirty four which is awful that's another thing too Tuka's thirty three yeah, so but so the key players who are getting up there in age obviously the biggest guy of them all is Dan Chara at forty three years old um, David Krejci Patrice Bergeron thirty four Marshan thirty two. Uh, you have uh, Tuka, 33, Yaroslav Halak, 35. Um, one thing that does help them is their younger guys are more so on the defensive side. Tory Krug, he's 29, but you know, he's getting up there. But still, you know, it's 
pretty good. That's McAvoy and Carlo. He's in the prime. 22, career. 23. Uh, Jake DeBrus, 23. He's actually in RFA along with Anders Bork and Joachim Nordstrom. Uh, uh, Nordstrom is a UFA. He costs one mil. So really, it's just, oh, and also um, guys that are going to get a payday. Um, Tory Cruz, he's already making 5.25 mil. He's an upcoming UFA. Charlie's making two mil. Matt Grizzlick, uh, 1.4. Um, so you got some, you got some names to look out for. That's why I think they're going to be the next Sharks team that just kind of yeah. randomly falls off, or even the Blackhawks. Blackhawks yeah, have a good sure. portion of their team, their core team is <clears throat> teams, the guys that were there when they won the three cups. Yeah. Kane, Taze, Crawford, even though he's older. Uh, Seabrook and uh, Keith. Keith, thank you. You know, I think Seabrook's going to probably miss these yeah. playoffs just because I think he's still going to be hurt. Uh, yeah, I think he's still done. Um, but still, that that's another team where even though good, even and they still have some good young talent too in Chicago. But again, uh, these two teams kind of remind me of the Flyers, kind of. Potentially rebuilding, but yeah. still kind of being in the playoff around the playoff bracket. Yeah, I'm saying they're going to have a complete fall off, but I think this is going to be their last legitimate chance to be there. I would have said the same thing with the Sharks too, if they were in the playoffs. Yes, no, one hundred percent. No, Ugh, I guess but... that was last. I guess that was last year actually for the Sharks. It was. Yeah. No, I think last year was their last year in the playoffs for. I'm honestly going to say three, four, five years. Mm-hmm. Not saying you won't still have good years with Marshawn and Bergeron, but it's not going to be enough, I talking, think, to take you to Bo- the next uh, Talking about Boston this year? Yeah, or for the next yeah. couple of years. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. You know, sorry, I was saying San Jose for the next couple of years from, from me. Oh, what yeah. I, I get what you're saying. But, yeah, no, but for Boston, I think what you could really see – is this could be, like you said, their last year of making a cup run. But after that, it's going to start going from cup run to second-round exits, first-round exits, even potentially missing playoffs. Mm-hmm. The, teams so around, the teams around them are kind of getting better. Their guaranteed playoff spot for, is kind of dwindling. Florida, yeah. uh, I think next year, I think will actually be – the one year where I'll be uh, split 4-4 in the East yeah. Metro in the Atlantic, just because I think Florida. Yeah, and and, and I really do think that could happen. Um, but then that means Florida eventually is, maybe that means they make it to the wild card. Maybe that's maybe they're like the Rangers where they're still rebuilding, but they have a surprise. They make the playoffs. And the playoffs, anything could happen. So Yeah, well, but yeah. Uh, yeah, no, no, absolutely. Goals, especially goals, especially once you hit the 30s, especially mid 30s, where Tukan Harsoff are, that's yeah. where you aren't the same. The speed, not only that, but think about this, especially, especially think about that. If you have a little bit of a tweak of something, mm-hmm. you know, that could be become a bigger issue. Kind of thing, you have all sorts of different issues now. But I know it's a different sport, I know it's a different sport. And rest, rest in peace, but Roy Holiday. Yeah. In the playoffs, he tweaked his back. 
He broke his back. He didn't even tweet. He broke yeah, exactly. his back. He, he broke his back, but that kind of affected him for the rest of major rest of his career kind of thing. Yes. These injuries kind of, they happen more and more as they get older. Take a little longer to heal. You're not, there's always those few players like the Ovechkins, the Tom Brady's of the world where they're going to be like, oh, Wow, he's it's playing into his 40s, still at seemingly his peak, but yeah. that's not for everyone's sake. No. Even Yager, when he came back, he wasn't the same Yager. He was still effective Yager, but he just wasn't mm-hmm. no. the top of his game. No, absolutely. Um, but how do you think, because we can kind of transition outside of league, but more so Flyers-wise, mm-hmm. How do you think yes. this kind of both for them? I, and this is another thing too. I think it's because the Flyers are guaranteed a playoff spot where I don't really mind the 2014 playoff format as much, even though it's not right. really a playoff. It's a play-in. It's not, it's not really playoffs. Tw- right. Yeah. Exactly. But I'm interested to see how it plans out. But for the Flyers' sake, I'm interested to see how it kind of pans out because there's a lot of things here. You have a Carter Hart first playoff experience. You have, obviously, Vigneault, his playoff experience. You have a great amount of playoff experience. You have Niskanen, who's won mm-hmm. a cup. You have Justin Braun, who's been to the cup finals. Mm-hmm. Made some deep cup, uh, playoff runs. Yeah. Um, JVR and Drew has made some uh, – has been to the cup finals and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you have these players that you know have playoff experience, and, and it helps. And that's really going to help this young Flyers team. Uh, again, even though it is only one round, Travis Konechny has playoff mm-hmm. experience. Uh, Ivan Provorov has playoff experience. Yeah. You know, I think Provorov, uh, once the playoffs start, you're going to – not that it's going to look any different than any other Provorov, uh, but yeah. he's going to be determined because of how he feels the last playoffs went. So – I'll put it this way. But Mitch actually made a great point earlier because yeah. that was when Drew was at a 102-point pace, right? Or had 102 points? Yes, that's correct. That was when they made the playoffs. Yes. But the whole reason why they made it to the playoffs was because Drew was playing MVP-type caliber hockey. And he rightfully – and he did not deserve – he did not get their heart like he – or at least even a finalist like he rightfully did so. It's whatever, but either way, he was playing that type of caliber hockey, but yes. he kind of had to be because the team around him, even though this is the start of the time where Konechny or Kateri was playing better, you saw the younger mm-hmm. Konechny and Pro Rob, but they're still oh, yeah, young yeah. and experienced players, but it's still yeah. not the great team you had going around. You also have Dave Haxwell, who benched Oscar Lindblom. Um, yeah. Drew had to be that player. This team is a lot different from that last playoff team. Oh, they're, yeah, big time. They're deeper. They have more experience. They have yeah. absolutely bought into Venue's system. And so you far. can tell. You yeah. can tell. But the other thing I will say, though, so just how I think Ivan Provorov was will play once. Is... Huh? I don't think Sanheim was in those playoffs. Or was he? Well, he, he missed was. playoffs? No. no, no he, he, he was he in the playoffs. playoffs. He played four, yeah. in four, the four games. He had a goal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Excuse me. Nice. <laughs> yeah, he, he he scored he scored at the at the one game that I went to. Never that mind. was a blowout game. That sucked. Yeah. But 
Um, but no, so Provorov, though, the way I, I think he'll play, look at the game where he scored the incredible goal of the year candidate against Montreal. Against Montreal. Mm-hmm. That is the Ivan Provorov I know we also, are Also, if you haven't already noticed, Sean Couturier enters a new level when it comes to playoffs. Yeah. He scored five goals on a tour in MCL. Yeah. Five. His first hat trick. His first hat trick came in the playoffs. Yep. Before his actual so first career. And has season. he had a? I just saw this. Has he had a regular season hat trick? He has. I can't think of it for some reason. I know Drew has. He just got his kind of recently. Well, no, I know. I'm saying Victoria. I'm pretty sure he has. I'm looking up. I am also looking up. Oh, 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 yep. Um, back in oh wow. Twenty sixteen? What? Wow. Twenty nineteen. Okay, why is this saying twenty sixteen? Okay, yeah, it's twenty nineteen. January sixteenth, twenty nineteen. Against the Boston Bruins. Oh, that's uh, he's gotten it three times. Two of which obviously the five goal game. And then the other one uh, in 2012 and the playoffs. Yeah, that's pretty dang good. Yeah. But, uh, oh, and the nice thing is, no Raku Gudis to screw up his knee or ruin Gudis' time. Well, yeah. Sorry, Raku. It, realistically speaking, even if that wouldn't happen, there was no way the Flyers were going to be able to beat the No, Bruins. I know. I know. I just wanted to throw it out there. Anyway. Um, so, who do you think will have? Like, we can turn this over to the flyer sick. Who do you think will have the hardest time readjusting, or the quick and the quickest time? Um, honestly, I'm not gonna lie. I think the hardest time is going to be for Pittsburgh. I'm up for Philadelphia, <laughs> sick. Oh, uh, oh, oh, oh! I got you. I got you. Um, players wise, yeah. Oh, um. I could see I could potentially see it being Joel Farabee first playoffs. Farabee. Um, there was a bit of a long I could see him I could see it being yeah. either way for Joel Farabee. Some right. time off, I know near the end of when he was playing, he was struggling. Maybe this time off, maybe he reevaluated things here and there. Maybe once he gets yes. back into training camp and works on some things, he can get back to the Joel Farabee that even though he's only twenty can you know, yeah, that, that we saw earlier and everything. Yeah, that people um, are expecting him to be. I, um, I'm going to say honestly, I could see Albert Kubel being exactly where he was, where the team left off, just because he's that, yeah, not energy dynamic. Kind of, yeah, not the energy kind of enforcer grinder players of before, but he is kind of that player where he will, he is has the ability to spark people. Oh, big time. And he has a bunch of speed, good penalty killer. That's good another thing that helps the Flyers, too, is they've got a bunch of good penalty killers now. Yeah, not only that, a bunch of players that are ver- uh, versatile. Um, but I will say, but the one player I think could struggle, and I hope I'm wrong, just because he's come back from injury, James Van Riemsdyk. Yeah, I could say he does take a little time to get adjusted. And get right, exactly. Because we saw um, what happened when he had that long injury his first year back in Philly. 
that right knee injury, and it took him quite some time. But mm-hmm. after that, he picked up the pace and kept going. Obviously, anything could happen. But the another question is, Ghost. Yes. Because the season ended, he never he never really had a chance to play really again. I think he played maybe one game. I think it was one game. Um, yeah, I don't know. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, he I'm played really... in the game we were at. He did. That's right. He actually looked pretty good too. Yeah. Um, and, and that's another question. Playoffs are a different Goss's thing. If the Flyers are struggling here or there defensively, right. there's going to be some type of change. That's kind of. But again, different. that's another question: Is someone like Goss's fair? Would he play in this situation? Maybe if you're taking playoffs, the guys who have somewhat experience, he has some experience in the playoffs. That's true. He has experience of being good offensively. If you want another another offensive firepower, that's it. That. Man, the two people that I think would be on the outs of that would be obviously Robert Haig, Robert Haig, and Phil Myers. Yeah, but Braun, I still Neskinen and Braun, the top six. Those guys are safe. Sandheim, Braun, Neskinen, and Provorov. Those guys, there's no real. There, there's no reason why they should not be. Out They're of the absolutely they going to be in. It's just exactly. Braun and Niskanen, not only a, are they playing well, but they mm-hmm. have great and long and playoff experience. Mm-hmm. So it's Niskanen, Braun, obviously Pro your best defenseman. And Pro Rob's going to want the minutes. Pro is going to want the minutes. Exactly. So if those you have to four right change, there, if you have the those four change, right there are there. And then really it comes down to the carousel of Phil Myers, uh, Fingos Despair, and could, Robert Hay. Depending on how they're playing the playoffs, it could easily just be a carousel the whole way. And you never know. And we'll, we'll see what happens. That's a bad thing because realistically in the playoffs, a third pair, especially as it gets closer or uh, deeper in the playoff run, mm-hmm. kind of playing less. Yeah. They still play crucial minutes just because, you know, Perovrov and those guys need some air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Perov, they do. Provorov's not going to be out there for a full 60 minutes, but he could be very close to 30 minutes. I, or he's going to want he's going to want to be out there for a close 30 minutes. Honestly, I'm calling 28 Vigneo, minutes per game. I, Vigneo's going to be smart in how he plays them, though. And yes. uh, uh, Mike Gio, they're going to be smart about this, unlike past coaches. He shall be renamed uh, nameless. Yes. So yeah, but no, I, I definitely boys. like, I definitely like the Flyers' odds in this, no matter mm-hmm. where they're seated. Um, unfortunately, the one thing that the only team out of all those teams that they could uh, foreseeably have to play, the only team that gives me Pittsburgh. some, yeah, that's it. That's the only team that gives me some kind of. And even pause. then, and realistically, that's easily, the team they're probably going to play. Right, and even then, I could see them. If they were to win the series, it would be six or seven. Mm-hmm. If they were to lose in this series, it would be seven. This mm-hmm. team is much more different than when they played against them in October. Obviously, it's almost all the same players. Mm-hmm. but And also, you got to take count Nate Thompson, his playoff experience. True. Um, also, just the also this could help the Flyers, too, because in the Rod Robin – they're going to be – this is actually all those teams in that Rod Robin play. They'd already have some type of experience of playing 
Tampa Bay, Washington, Philadelphia, Boston, whoever is playing in that already have a little bit of experience of later in the playoffs when he has to potentially maybe face one of those teams again. For That's one a very good point. Is on the line. That's a very good point. I'm not going to lie. I could see however this turns out, Philly eventually playing Boston. Maybe. We'll see. All those series have been the fires of the season have actually really surprisingly handled Washington pretty well. Boston has yeah, kind of been a toss-up. Washington. Boston has Boston, been a toss-up, and I think Boston's there was one game left against Tampa Bay, and it was Tampa Bay. The one game was close. The one game was close. The other game, not so much. Nah. Yeah, but Again, no, even, I definitely... Even Brian Elliott has some playoff experience, too. Yes, and that's going to help. Um, obviously, Carter Hart is the guy, mm-hmm. um, but... Here's another thing, too, is I have a feeling, just because yeah. injuries and everything... Because there's, I think they said there's only going to be a couple amount of people that are able to kind of be able to keep up because there's going to be no call ups or really anything of that nature. So, but I think they're going to allow a certain amount amount of players. So I think yeah. like twenty seven. But I wonder how many goalies they'd actually keep. I'm assuming a line would be an extra just in case someone goes down. I I think Taylor he would be an extra. Elliot, but do you think Sandstrom or Ustameko could potentially? I wouldn't go that far. In case, oh, 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 fourth. Um, a number four in case of worst case scenarios. Worst case scenario, probably you never know. Um, I don't want to go there. You don't want to go there, but just recent memory, twenty ten. Yeah. But there is a bunch of. This is gonna be my last little section or. segment and i think that's kind of well we really have but yeah i agree the one thing that's going to be a toss-up for a lot of these teams is i think at least mm-hmm. who starts who's starting at pittsburgh christian jari jari 100 jari or is it murray murray has the cups he has the play and murray has the cups but he has too many injuries he has too many concussions i'm going christian jari 100 i'm backing him up every single mm-hmm. day I don't care how many cups Matt Murray has won. All those wins weren't based off of Murray alone. He had a lot of help offensively, defensively. Also, a lot of those series wouldn't have been there without Mark andre Fleury. So, I'm still going Tristan Jari. I think he's healthier. He's going to be more opposite. fresh. I'm going to be the opposite. I'm actually going to say Matt Murray. Murray, there you go. Just because experience, playoffs, obviously, it's not a one and done. So, if he's not doing well – Penguins have done this in the past. Yeah. Like you just said, Flurry Murray. But yeah. I will say, though, the one thing to defend Jari over Murray, Jordan Bennington. Yeah. Um, Arizona's another one. And Toronto, Kemper, they both played pretty well this year. He's going to start there. Uh, I might go Kemper. Yeah. Kemper's been hurt, too, though. That's another thing. Yes. They've um, all been hurt. It's crazy. Yep. And this one, too, but. The Rangers. Who are the Rangers going to start? Is it Hank? Oh. Hank hasn't didn't, didn't play well this year, really. And they have or two. Uh, they, they have three guys. They <laughs> you do. start getting Gorgiev, Lundqvist. I think uh, Lundqvist. I, I might. Have been skating. Pro, I'm probably going to go Lundqvist, but you. It might not hurt to see Gorgiev. Yeah. Gorgiev, yeah. Whoever, honestly, whoever, I guess, coming out of their camp, who they think is going to be the hot goalie. 
I really could see him being uh, Gorgia. Because mm-hmm. unlike the actual start of the seasons, you actually have some exhibition games where you can have some kind of feel, but you're not going to have this coming mm-hmm. out for a team like the Rangers who are going to be playing in a playing game series. Mm-hmm. They could easily have it be each one of them, depending on how far the series goes, all three play. Mm-hmm. It's possible. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. But it's definitely exciting times ahead. And uh, I, I'm just glad hockey's coming back. Potentially. Potentially. <laughs> at some point, at some point uh, all this actual specifics and all that yeah. have to be worked out. We'll be sure to try to keep everyone up to date. Hopefully not two weeks we'll after see. or a week and a half after. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Until tomorrow when you hear our voices again with – Mr. Brian Appleby. Yes, Uh, sir. We'll see you.